You're listening to the Culips English podcast. To download the study guide for this episode, which includes the transcript, detailed vocabulary explanations, real-world examples, and a quiz, visit our website culips.com. C U L I P S.com. Hey everybody, my name is Andrew. And I'm Suzanne. And you're listening to Culips. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Culips English podcast. Today we have a simplified speech episode planned for you. And if you're not familiar, with our simplified speech series. It's just a series where we have completely natural English conversations that are unscripted and unplanned, but we speak a little bit slower than we do in our everyday lives. And today I'm joined by Suzanne. Suzanne, hello, how are you? Good, Andrew, how are you? Suzanne, I'm doing awesome and I'm really excited today because here where I live in South Korea, the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the newest Quentin Tarantino movie, right. is opening, finally opening. It's been well, out in theaters in North America for like three or four months. Yeah. Finally, it has arrived here in South Korea. So I have tickets to go see it tonight. And I've heard really good things about this movie. And, you know, I love all of the actors in it. Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio and the director, Quentin Tarantino as well. I'm a fan of. So I'm excited to watch this movie this evening. Wow. So you snagged some tickets and it's the first weekend that it's opening. I don't know if we have a special expression for this in English. We would just say it's the opening weekend, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I think so. <laughs> or you could say the premiere weekend. Yes, premiere weekend. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. I guess, you know, it takes a while to make the subtitles because they have to translate the script. And as far as I know, this movie is, you know, there's quite a lot of historical cultural references from the 70s in yes. California. Yes. So that could be difficult to translate. So I'm going to be interested to see as I watch the movie what the subtitles are saying at the same time. That's always fun. Yeah. And is it with subtitles or dubbed? I believe it will be subtitles. Usually here in Korea, the only English movies that are dubbed into Korean are animated movies. Oh, All okay. of the real life movies always have subtitles got so it that's nice that's, that's good for me because i can still Listen. go and watch them yeah. if they were dubbed then i don't think i would enjoy it me neither <laughs> as much i don't like dubbed movies at all i'm with you so suzanne we have uh, a different topic for today yeah. we're not going <laughs> to talk about movies we're actually going to talk about quitting jobs yeah and this topic was suggested to us by one of our listeners named Wendy Sa Santana. Wendy Santana, okay, for, uh, via YouTube. So a YouTube 
watcher, a watcher of the podcast. And quitting jobs, wow, I think we could have a lot to say about <laughs> this yeah. topic. But before we get into it, we should remind all of our listeners that there is a study guide for this episode, and it's available on our website, qlips.com. It's awesome. It's jam-packed with a lot of great things that we have put together to help you get the most out of your English studies when you are studying along with this episode. So there's a transcript inside. There are detailed vocabulary definitions, and explanations, and examples. There's a quiz. There are some prompts that you can use for writing practice or speaking practice. And I think it's a great way to study with us. So check that out on our website, qlips.com. Let's get into it. Yeah. Quitting jobs. Now, yeah. Suzanne, I imagine you've quit a job once or twice in the past. Is I is have. that a safe to say? Is that a safe assumption? That is a safe assumption. It is true. I have okay. quit a job or two in my time. And you, Andrew, have you? Yeah, of course. I've quit jobs before. Yeah. And I think when we think of this topic, quitting jobs... We think of like a person in a movie that's in a fit of rage. It's like, I, I can't quit. take it anymore. I quit. Yeah. Right? Totally. But I've never really had that experience. <laughs> Have you had that rage experience where you just walk out on a job? No, I've never had that experience. I have had a few dramatic experiences. <laughs> okay. My quitting was mostly in New York City when I was in like the, you know, service industry, like waitressing mm. or bartending. And in those cases, most of the time it was very fine and amicable. Um, you know, you're mm. just moving on. You're there to be an actress and maybe your your acting work is getting better. So you're, you're mm. being an artist, which was your whole dream. So you you know, quit in order to do that full time. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. there were a few times that they were really scary and dramatic. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was working at a restaurant where the owner was a little scary. He was a little okay. emotional. Uh, he got angry a lot. He would throw plates. Oh, no. Whoa. Yeah, he was kind of scary. <laughs> um that is scary. And yeah. one night he was throwing plates in the kitchen. He was, I think he must have been pretty drunk. And he was angry. And I got really scared um, because I had messed up something, I think, on a check. And I thought he was, I thought it was me, but it turned out it wasn't about me. But I thought it was. So I was really young and I was scared. So I, I grabbed my money after we counted our money. Mm -hmm. And I ran out of there. And I mm -hmm. called from a payphone because I didn't have a cell phone at the time. I called from a payphone okay. to my friend who was a waiter there, and I was like, "Can you get my backpack? I left it in the in the in the you know the coat check or whatever." This... Okay. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah." 
He's like, yeah, no, just stay there. He's like, just, I was like, should I come back? He's like, no, just stay there. He's, he's crazy. Mm. That guy is crazy. So he <laughs> brought my backpack. We went out for drinks that night. And I was like, you know what? Okay. I think I'm done. I think I'm quitting. Finished. So the next yeah. morning, I called the office really early. And I said, I'm not coming in anymore. And mm. the lady there said, I know that he's a little crazy. I know that he can be a little rough to work for. Would you reconsider? And I'm like, nope. I won't. Good call. And so I I just said, you know, this guy seems a little bit unhinged, a little dramatic. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. already New York City. So I, I decided to have less drama and I quit right there. I was yeah. so scared. I was so nervous because when you say goodbye to a job, it's like you hope to have something, you know, in line. Yeah. It's a bit of a leap of faith, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really scary. It seems like in the restaurant industry, there's a lot of hotheads. I I know when I was a university student, I worked in several restaurants. And I think it's because everybody is crammed in the back in the kitchen and it's really hot. You have the stoves going. You have the, the ovens going. It's boiling hot. Yeah. And everybody's packed together and there's a pressure, right? You have to perform really well. The food has to be delicious. For sure. And it has to be prepared quickly. And also, like you mentioned, you mix in the alcohol factor because in bars, people are drinking too, sometimes even the staff members. So it's like a, a recipe for these kind of angry situations to happen yes. easily. Exactly. Yeah. And it can be can be scary for the employees. I agree. If you have a, a manager that's, you know, not being cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how about you? What jobs have you quit from? And what did you say when you quit? Yeah, well, that's a good question. I guess that I've quit pretty much every job that I've had up until now. Because <laughs> That's good. You were never because fired. That's just how you move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never been fired from a job. That's true. I've I've been in jobs where my contract hasn't been extended due to funding or, or right. things that were not related to my performance, but just more of the economic situation. But yeah, I've never been fired per se. Um, so when I've quit jobs in the past, the protocol in Canada is to always... Um, give two weeks notice this is the the common thing that is you know it's not like a law or anything but it's just kind of what we regard to be yeah. decent behavior it's like you want to give your employer two weeks notice so that they can find a replacement and usually we have to give that in writing so just so it's official and they can the company can give it to their HR department, their human resources department. So usually I would just write a letter and say, oh, thank you for the opportunity to work here. I had a good experience, but I am moving on to a different opportunity. And as of this date, I will no longer work for you anymore. And you just give that to your manager. And it's always a little bit awkward, right? For sure. Quitting. 
Yeah. Um, especially if you like the job and if you like the people that you work with and it can be difficult. Um, but yeah, you give that letter to your manager, your supervisor, and that's it. I have. Do you talk to the, maybe do you give your manager or boss a heads up before you give mm. the official letter? Do you get, do you talk yeah. with them first just to give them a heads up, you know, about what's going on? Yeah, I think in most of the situations where I've left jobs, it's usually because of a different opportunity and it wasn't really uh, an immediate opportunity, something that just happened overnight. It was like, um, you know, maybe I'd know six months in advance that I got accepted to this university and all of the people that I worked with knew that I was going to move to a different city to attend that university, okay. for example. So everybody knew that I was going anyways. It was more of just a formality at that point. Right. So, yeah, for the most part, everybody knew in advance. I'm trying to think particularly. It's, it's funny now when I'm thinking about my work time in Canada. You know, I haven't really worked and lived in Canada for a while. So it's... Yeah. It's a bit of a foggy memory, but yeah, there were no surprises. I will say, though, the one time that I did quit a job without any two weeks notice or without really being uh, a decent human being <laughs> in this situation <laughs> was I believe I was in my last year of high school and I got a job at the fast food restaurant Subway. I was... Uh, a sandwich artist is the that's what they call it the title yeah <laughs> so i was a, a sandwich artist but i only lasted in that job for one shift i did one shift and then okay. i determined that it wasn't for me i didn't like the way that the customers were bossing me around okay i didn't like i didn't like really being in that situation i didn't want to make sandwiches so I quit that job after one shift and I think I just maybe called the manager and said, I'm not coming back or yeah. maybe I didn't even do that. Maybe I just didn't even go back. I can't really remember, but I know that I was kind of a jerk. <laughs> I think because I was young and yeah, I didn't really value that job very highly. So I just didn't care. So that's not the way that you should do things, though, when you quit a job. The The proper way, the way that I do things now is to write the official letter yeah. and give your two weeks notice. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, I think that's a that's it. I, I don't think I've ever written a letter because most of my jobs have been performative. So maybe I'll just mm. have a meeting with my agents or something like that and be like hey I'm when I was moving to Montreal I wrote them an email but I wrote I also came in and sat and had some wine and we talked and I was like I'm moving to Montreal I'm gonna be doing my master's and I'm going to be you know not in New York anymore so yeah it's hard it's awkward and it's hard and I think one of the things additionally besides writing a letter is also thanking them and telling them what an honor it was, a pleasure it was to mm -hmm. share this time working on these projects and collaborating with them and that uh, mm -hmm. that uh, 
something common to say at the end is to say that I hope someday that maybe we could work together again in the future. You know, our paths cross or maybe at a conference, you know, in your case, working at a university, maybe at a conference or some sort of workshop, you might see some of the same colleagues, which is nice. Exactly. So that's more for when you're more established in a career and especially if you have a good working relationship with your colleagues and yeah. your company, then you might want to use some of those expressions. Yeah. If you're a younger person or you're in an industry that you hate and you're fine with burning your bridges, then you can kind of leave those things. Then you all, just call the, the next letter. day and you say, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> or you just don't show up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No call, no show is what we say, right? Yep. No, no warning and no attendance. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that for like the, those big jobs. Well, just don't do that maybe all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always nice to end things on a positive note with your employers because yeah. w at least in Canada, it's really important to get a reference letter from an employer. So um, when you're applying for a new job, the people that are hiring will ask you to submit uh, some references. So they want to talk to your previous employers and find out, uh, are you a good employee? Do you show up on time? Are you responsible? All of these things. Yeah. And so it's good to have a good relationship. I, I just mentioned this expression, burn your bridges. And you don't want to burn your bridges. You don't want to destroy the connection that you have with your previous employers because this can be important for finding new job opportunities in the future too so as much yeah. as possible keep things good keep things amicable yeah yes i'm sorry that there was some squeaking in the background you might have heard that is um one of our friend's dogs that's staying with us everyone so Sorry about the squeaks. It's okay. <laughs> it's not Suzanne playing with a dog toy. No. It's the dog playing nope. with the dog toy. <laughs> All right. Well, Suzanne, I think we should quit this episode. I think we should wrap it up here. Thank you again to Wendy for the episode suggestion guys keep these topic suggestions coming i think you all are much more creative than i am and uh i i'm very hope i'm very thankful when you suggest these topics because they're they're fun to do they're fun to talk about and if you would like to get in touch with us you can just send us an email our address is contact at culips Dot com and we're all over the place on social media yeah. too aren't we Suzanne yeah, yeah we're, we're on Facebook and Facebook Twitter and Instagram Twitter. and YouTube Instagram and YouTube yay. yay we're on YouTube so if you just search for the Culips English podcast on your favorite social media site you can find us that way 
And finally, guys, there is the study guide for this episode available on culips.com and also on our website. That's where you can find all of our previous episodes. We have over 500 English lessons on the website. Wow. So it's a great resource for you to check out. Yeah, 500. So wow. that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll wrap it up here. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Q-Lips episode. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye, guys.